Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Do 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 this is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Greg, here we are on a hump day, the middle of the week. Fantasy football season. Getting yes. ready for week six. Slobber knocker tomorrow night. NFC East. Gauntlet. Eagles and the Giants. Great. I'll pump to you for that one. I was pumped until I just read this tweet uh, from Joe Giglio, who is Uh-oh. a former WFAN contest winner as well. He now works for Philly Sports. The Giants can't block. The Giants can't rush the passer. The Giants can't stop the run. The Giants can't throw the ball down the field. Tomorrow is the get-right matchup for the Eagles. Like, I want to criticize this and pinpoint all the inaccuracies, but there are none. <laughs> So well, that's where I am right now. The one thing the Giants are good at right now is probably defending the pass, right? It's probably uh, the best thing that yeah, they've been good at. I'd say so. You know, limiting opposing quarterbacks and shutting down uh, number one wide receivers. They've been pretty good at that. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Alshon Jeffrey and the boys uh, tomorrow night. Carson Wentz. I think it's going to be an ugly game regardless. Probably so. You're going to get a lot of this uh, Corey Clement-Wendell-Smallwood tandem. That's going to be gross. Yes. I don't think we get a lot of scoring tomorrow at all, to be honest. Really? So you taking the under? Is that, is that what you're, is that what, you're I, saying? what is it at right now? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of your neck of the woods. Let's see here. Sportsbook. Ba, 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 ba. All right. The over-under for tomorrow's game, Eagles and Giants, is 43 and a half. <sighs> That's a low number. Eh. I still take the under. All right. There you go. You did say you had to go out to Jersey to, to get at the sportsbook, right? Yeah, I might head out there tomorrow because uh, I got a few tickets to cash from week one. I haven't gone out there since week one, obviously. And I want to get some stuff in for the NBA, some season-long stuff. We have a lot of NBA uh, to do. We should probably do some. Maybe we should do a special. We don't, we don't have time for a special. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got a lot no of time stuff. for anything, Greg. We had a lot of stuff that we're producing for the NBA this year, Frank, which I'm really, really excited to announce, which we can't do today. Uh, but really, it's going to be starting on Monday. You can see a lot of NBA content uh, that we're going to be working on. So I'm very excited about that. Absolutely. Some, uh, some DFS stuff that we'll do, obviously, uh, with our guys from Daily Roto. We'll have some season-long stuff, some, some waiver wire, some you know, match-up stuff for you know, weekly fantasy players. So it's going to yeah, be fun. Yeah, and there'll be, um, there'll be opportunity to see some of our content in new places, too, which I'm really, really excited to announce. Um, yeah, it's going to be absolutely awesome. And, and I'm excited to get to work. I'm excited to, uh, to do it all. And Frank's excited to edit it all. Uh, okay. Fantasy football trades. What do you got? Greg? Fantasy football trades. I want to start with the player that we were talking about just about 15 minutes ago downstairs, and that's Dalvin Cook. Because Dalvin Cook is that first round pick, right? Like the end of the first round guy. 
And it's actually amazing. Both him and Leonard Fournette, we debated them for months, and they've both been injured all year. They've been useless. (laughs) Useless completely. But we debated them both all year. So let me start with that. Frank, if you could trade for one of those players, Dalvin Cook or Leonard Fournette, which one would you choose? It's definitely Dalvin Cook. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he's already been ruled out for this week. And we, again, we don't know if Dalvin Cook is going to play. He's still dealing with his hamstring injury. But the matchups coming up are pretty tasty for Dalvin Cook. This week, he's going up against the Arizona Cardinals, who have allowed the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. I, the Vikings are set to face the Jets in Week 7, um, and they're in the top half of fantasy points allowed to running backs. The Saints, admittedly, in Week 8 have been very good against the run, and in Week 9, before the Vikings buy, uh, they get the Detroit Lions, who we know have allowed uh, a very high yards per carry number this year, and they're actually allowing the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. They've been a little bit better recently, but overall, these next four matchups, three out of four of them, you can argue, are very, very good for Dalvin Cook. Um, so if he can get back on the field this week, I would be excited about that going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Leonard Fournette, you just don't know. You just you have no idea when he's going to be back. And it's interesting, right? Because both guys are dealing with the same injury. Correct. They're both dealing with hamstring injuries. So we we don't want Dalvin Cook to return too soon. And then we kind of get that same Leonard Fournette, um, you know, re-injury. And we kind of saw that in the Thursday night game, which we said, you know, look, if he's not 100%, you should rest Dalvin Cook in that matchup against the Los Angeles Rams a couple of weeks ago. They opted to not do that. He re-injured himself. You didn't see him in week five. We don't know if we're going to see him in week six. But based on the matchups and the fact that they've been, I feel like they've been a little bit more cautious with Dalvin Cook, more so than the Jaguars have been with Fournette, I trust them a little bit more right now. So here's the thing. Dalvin Cook did re-injure himself. They've brought him back on Thursday night, and yeah. just like Fournette, he re-injured himself. Yeah. I was and just they look- should have held him out of that game. Absolutely. I was just looking this up, by the way. So Cook... And the Vikings have a bye week 10. Fournette and the Jags have a bye week 9. So there's no immediate help coming in the, ter- in the form of, let's give him an extra week off. We can wait until this week and bring him back. That's not coming anytime soon. We have at least a month before each of these guys have their bye. I think it's really, really hard. As Frankie mentioned, Fournette's already been ruled out for week number 6. And there's been no word either way when it comes to Dalvin Cook. You pointed out these matchups, Frank. The problem is, I don't know that it matters. Like, I don't know when he's going to be ready. And also the problem is, Cook hasn't exactly been successful. The Vikings in general haven't been successful running the ball at all. Yeah, they haven't at all. Um, the offensive line has not been great at run blocking to this point in the season. I think their matchups against the run have been a little bit tough as well. Obviously, they just faced the Eagles last week. The Eagles are very, very good at stopping the run. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a combination of the offensive line play has not been great. Uh, the fact that when Dalvin Cook isn't running the ball, you have Latavius Murray, um, you know, he's not exactly the best running back of all time either. So I think that uh, kind of feeds into, you know, the narrative that the, the Vikings aren't good at running football. So there's a lot playing against him. But I do think that over these next four matchups, with th- three of them being very plus matchups, that we could see that kind of turn the corner. It's just a matter of whether or not he's healthy, which right. we don't know as of right now at this point in the week. The question will be, is he going to play? And I think a lot of the reason we liked both Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook coming into the season was because these offenses, so we thought, were built around these two guys. We, we saw last year the Vikings just wanted to pound the ball and pound the ball. And the same goes for Jacksonville, giving Fournette as many touches as he can handle. But if you look at these two teams now, I think it's changed a bit. Blake Bortles has taken on uh, more of a responsibility at quarterback. We've talked about that in the past. And you look at the Vikings. Kirk Cousins has been awesome from a fantasy perspective. Adam Thielen, we went off about him a couple of days ago. Stephon Diggs has also been really good. The Vikings are now a pass-first offense. It's a new offensive coordinator. It's a brand-new quarterback. The offense has completely changed. I think a lot of what we liked about Dalvin Cook, it's gone now, Frank. 
Not necessarily, though, because we saw him early on in the season. He was getting used a lot in the passing game, too. Like, even if they weren't running effectively with him, we really liked the targets that Dalvin Cook was seeing, especially in those first two weeks of the season. So, look, he clearly would be the best running back on the field if they can get him to go. He's much better than Latavius Murray, and he would have scoring opportunities. Like, they're getting the ball down the field. We've actually seen multiple times where uh, once they get inside that 10, inside that 5-yard line, Kirk Cousins is still throwing the ball. Like, they don't have... I don't even know if they have a rushing touchdown on the season, to be honest. So, you know, he would remedy some of that. I think once they get inside the 10, inside the 5, you know, they have a strong back like Dalvin Cook who can try and punch it in. Uh, I'm just looking at some of these trades that are going down in Yahoo Leagues right now for Dalvin Cook. Emmanuel Sanders for Dalvin Cook, one for one. So Devontae wait, wait, wait. Freeman for Dalvin Cook, one for one. Let me start, let me start with Emmanuel Sanders yeah. for Dalvin Cook. And, and, and you say that like, this is ridiculous. I don't know that it is. Like, again, I, I say this a lot. Running backs are at a premium, and I understand that, and I respect that. And so which I side of this would, would you rather have? I'm saying, because I know I, you find it egregious. Like, wow, all you have to do is trade Emmanuel Sanders for, for Dalvin Emmanuel Cook. Emmanuel Sanders has not been very good recently. But he's healthy. He plays. Let me look at Emmanuel Sanders' stats here. But here's the thing that we say. What do you mean? Nine, what do you mean? The last week, nine receptions for 72 yards. All right, garbage time. Fine! I don't <laughs> I, care look, about garbage time. Right, it counts. I understand. It counts. But, Only one touchdown of the year, though, for Manny. Yeah, look. Greg, you point out one week. You see, this is what you're doing. You're nitpicking to, to present your argument in a positive light. No question about it. The week it. before against the Chiefs, where everybody was on Emmanuel Sanders. He was a top 12 wide receiver. Seven targets, five receptions for 45 yards. Yep. The week before against the Ravens. Granted, a tougher matchup. Eight targets, five receptions, 38 yards. What is he giving you in those games? He's giving you nothing. I still look, I still like Emmanuel Sanders as like a low-end wide receiver too. I think that's fine. But every single week, what are we talking about right. when it comes to waiver wire? There's right. wide receivers that break out. You're right. And, uh, the, and I agree. this is something that, you know, I like to hammer on throughout the draft season is draft running backs early. Now, not every running back that's drafted early is going to hit. Obviously, Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette were drafted very early, and they <laughs> haven't hit it. But... I think, you know, more so in your first four or five picks, you try and come away with three running backs there because it's easier to find wide receivers on the waiver wire every single year we talk about this than it is to find running backs. So if you can turn your, you know, your wide receiver two or wide receiver three and Emmanuel Sanders into Dalvin Cook who has, you know, high-end RB2 upside, maybe even low-end RB1 upside based on the landscape of the running back position, that's why I find this trade kind of egregious if you can – get a running back who we know what his upside is in return for Emmanuel Sanders. Plus, again, if you drafted Emmanuel Sanders in maybe the sixth, the seventh round, and you were able to pick up some more wide receivers every single week. There's another wide receiver. If you picked up Kiki Kute, Mohamed Sanu, Tyler Boyd, you might have a wealth of riches at the wide receiver position. You go ahead and try and flip one of those guys for a Dalvin Cook who still has upside if he can get healthy. I get it, and I, I agree with you. I'm making that trade. But I think it's interesting to see how far Dalvin Cook's stock has fallen. Like, I know the Dalvin Cook owners in Miley, they still value this guy very highly, and rightfully so, right? He's your first-round pick. He is a starting running back. And when he gets healthy, he could be valuable. But you've got to look at the standings, right? If you're Dalvin Cook owner, you're 4-1, and one, you're 3-2. and two, yeah, You're just holding. You're holding on. You're holding on. Fine. But if you're a little desperate... You're going to have to make a move. And I think that's when you see the Manuel Sanders trades, when you see the, the Devontae Dalvin trade. Cook for Philip Lindsay. Oh, that's ridiculous. That, that look, no, but honestly, what you just said, if you're a two you're and three owner yeah. or a one and four owner, and you don't even know if Dalvin Kilk is going to play this week, your thinking might just be, let me just get a player who's going to help me contribute something. Philip Lindsay, whatever it might be, he's more of a flex option running back, but 
you know, in a PPR, he'll give you double-digit fantasy points on, on pretty consistently. So that might be the thinking of a Dalvin Cook owner who's 1-4 and four and 2-3, and three, and that's, that's the owner that you probably want to prey on. Can you give me also Leonard Fournette and what he's been traded for most recently? Because I think... I think I would say that people are more down on Fournette, given the re-injury, given the frustration, given that he's already. And if been I had to out. choose one of them, you I said would Dalvin Cook first trade. Leonard Fournette for Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. <laughs> Fair deal. Leonard Fournette for Austin Eckler. Same thing. That's the same thing. Same thing. You're one and four. You're two and three, and you're like, I can't wait until this guy's bye week to get him back. And I get it. And that's where you know, if you're higher up in the standings, you can afford to be a little bit more patient. We said this about Le'Veon Bell a few weeks ago. You know, if you were 3-0, and 4-0 at that point, you go ahead, you trade for Le'Veon Bell because that's a championship-winning move. The same thing could be said for Leonard Fournette or Dalvin Cook if these guys ever get healthy. I mean, Leonard Fournette might legitimately be out through their bye week. We might not see him again until, like, week 10. But you can say the same thing about Dalvin Cook. Like, I know it's been quieter around but Dalvin I, Cook than Leonard Fournette, but it's not like there's been any indication, from my understanding, Fournette that Cook has more of a history week. of the leg injuries, though. Dalvin Cook tore his ACL last year! Yeah, but... Is that the same, though? Is that the same? Than a chronic foot injury? No, but it's his major <laughs> surgery. Well, I don't want to act like Dalvin Cook. Injuries. I don't want to act like Dalvin Cook's been picture perfect healthy. No, I agree. Here. I agree. And I don't, I don't, think, that, I don't think that I'm painting that image. No, but I, just, like, I would rather have Dalvin Cook than Leonard. And I'm not. Nothing dis- has changed. That was me in the draft season. That's me, you know, heading into week six. For the record, like, I agree with you. But there's been zero indication that anything's changed with Dalvin Cook. Leonard Fournette for Adrian Peterson. These are trades that are happening on Yahoo right now. And I can't blame it, in all honesty. Leonard Fournette and A.J. Green for Tyler Boyd and Christian McCaffrey. Like, that's a slam dunk. I'd, ra- I'd rather have the Christian McCaffrey and sure. Tyler Boyd side. Sure. What else do we have here? Jarvis Landry and Alex Collins. This trade happened twice. That's Two different cool. leagues. That's pretty cool. What do you think about that? I'd rather have the Jar- Jarvis Landry and Alex I agree. Collins. I'd side. much rather have him right now. Yeah. Leonard Fournette for Javorius Allen. All right, well, that's ridiculous. I can't do that. Wild. I can't do that. If these look, those are the owners that if they own Fournette or Cook and they're one and four or two and three, those are the guys that you want to prey on, right? Absolutely. Now. And and you know that. Um and you know that because they simply cannot it sounds afford so it. mean, so ruthless. Pray that's on. the truth, man. Yeah, that's what fan- fantasy is about. I had a guy tweet me yesterday that said he was I forgot what the trade was. He was getting Ezekiel Elliott for like two players. Like it was a lopsided trade to get Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, shout out to if I could find his Twitter handle. Um, look, he's a stand-up guy. He's like, I don't want to take advantage of this guy. He's clearly giving me Ezekiel Elliott for you know two players who are not worth Ezekiel Elliott. And I'm just like, dude, what are you waiting for? Go take Ezekiel Elliott. Right. Like, when it comes to fantasy football, I mean, there's, there's no nice guys in fantasy football. If someone sends you a dumb trade, then go ahead and take it. I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, no, you're ruthless. I'm ruthless. You got to be ruthless, man. You have no choice. You have no choice. My waivers, let's talk about waivers for, for a second. Anybody, uh, well, my waivers just went for a Wednesday here, uh, the Wednesday at noon one, as I said. Nothing crazy. Robbie Anderson went for like nine bucks, which we, which we said it's was fun. It's kind of a lot. So it's, it's kind of More a lot. More than I would expect. I've been three. Um, he went for nine bucks. Mike Davis went for nine bucks as well. They were the high guys. Cameron Meredith went for five. Austin Hooper, four. Um, uh, did Cameron Break get picked up? I picked him up last week for nothing. Oh, nice. Crushing it. So the. Honestly, a lot of the players who were popular pickups this week got picked up last week in my league as well. Yep. So Mike Davis was already added. Uh, the top ads in my home league, Jalen Rashard for 6 bucks, Cameron Brait for 4 bucks. I, I thought that was a great buy. But he dropped Taewon Taylor, which I might go ahead and snag. Sure. Uh, because I'm interested in him. Willie Sneed got added for $3, dropped Rashard Higgins. Jamal Charles got added for 2 bucks. 
whatever. I picked up the Cowboys defense, streaming them at home against the Jaguars for two bucks. Hayden Hurst added for two bucks. That's not a bad buy. Austin Hooper for a dollar. That was to uh, our guy, Michael Florio. Michael Florio, this is a super flex league. Also picked up Lamar Jackson for zero bucks. Not really sure what he's thinking there. Not quite sure what he's thinking there. Back to you, Bob. Um, <laughs> Back to you, Greggy. Yeah, that's a stupid question. When it no comes stupid to, questions, Greg. You're, you're going to get annoyed by my question. I don't recognize that, and, that, and that's fine. When it, com- you know? when it comes to something like a kicker, right? And Will Lutz has been my kicker all year, right? He's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Plays for the high-powered New Orleans Saints offense. I know he, he missed an extra point this past Monday, but like, in general, he's been pretty good. Do you just not care and you just drop him, don't think about it? Like, I know Greg Zerline was like the exception of the rule last year, mm-hmm. but right now, uh, Matt Prater, Will Lutz, two kickers that were drafted everywhere, both have buys. Are you cool with dropping every kicker, no questions asked? Yep. Okay. Uh, except for Justin Tucker, I wouldn't drop him. You wouldn't drop Justin Tucker. All Justin right. Tucker is the number one kicker this year in fantasy. I don't think that that's going to change. The guy just bangs out 50 yarders. Uh, but I think you were asking me about like Kimi Fairbairn yeah. of the Houston Texans. He actually has more. He's the same amount of fantasy points as Will Lutz right now. I did not get him, by the way. I feel like yeah. I did not get him. Uh, welcome to the squad, Ryan Suckup. He has more fantasy points than Will Lutz. So, I mean, aside from Justin Tucker, I'll drop any kicker. Fair enough. Let's take a break here. We'll come back. More of your trade thoughts, calls, questions, answers, buying or selling. We'll let you know when we come back. Stick around. More from the BFFs right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events, where you can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use the promo code F-N-T-S-Y. That's BetDSI.com. The promo code is F-N-T-S-Y. Head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. Promo code is F-N-T-S-Y. Good question in our chat, Frank, uh, today. And that regards Cardinals wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, it's a very popular question, too, right now. Uh, is Larry Fitzgerald droppable coming off a game where he had just three targets, two receptions for 35 yards, and a pretty damn good matchup against the San Francisco 49ers, who have allowed a decent amount of fantasy points to opposing wide receivers? Larry Fitzgerald has yet to score a touchdown this season, and he doesn't have more than three receptions in each of his past four games. The only game where he did that was week one, where he had seven receptions for 76 yards. That was by far his best game of the season. He's been hampered by this hamstring injury, uh, but with that being said, he still leads his team in targets. Uh, he leads the team in target share. He has 20% of the targets. He has 27 targets overall. Um, he's played the most snaps among wide receivers on the team, 85%. Uh, 
So I guess, you know, the question is always going to be, it depends for who. Like, yesterday we spoke about if Kiki Kute was still out there, that's something I would have done. Would you have done Robbie Anderson? No. Okay. All right. I'm not big on Robbie Anderson. No, you're not. You weren't, you weren't when we came down in draft season. You're not now either. I, at the start of draft season, I was. And then because you, I thought he would clearly be the number one guy. And then you watched Jets. I kind of backed off that yeah. a little bit as the preseason went on. And they, they, you know, they were feeding Quincy Nunwa. And it looked to me like Sam Darnold was not going to take a lot of shots down the field. Now, again, he did that this past week. Maybe that's a sign of things to come. I just don't know how often he's going to hit on those big passes. And if they're not hitting on these long passes... Again, volume hasn't necessarily been a thing for Robbie Anderson this year. Yes, he had two touchdowns. He had over 100 yards. That came on only three receptions. How often can we bank on that? So uh, I would just, I would more so trust that better days are coming ahead for Larry Fitzgerald. Just in the case of him versus uh, Robbie Anderson. Kiki Kute, I'm going to continue to hammer at home on this. Uh, I think defenses are clearly going to have to try and stop Hopkins. They're going to have to try and stop Will Fuller. I think it's going to leave open a lot of Single coverage for Kiki over the middle of the field. And again, this team cannot run the football. Maybe that changes once Deontay Foreman is back in the mix, but they're using Kiki Kute on a lot of uh, passes close to the line of scrimmage. They're kind of using him as an extension of the run game. Uh, and they, you know, they do some creative stuff with him. So I would much rather have Kiki Kute than Larry Fitzgerald right now. You're not even taking the belief that there could be a chemistry that develops between, between Josh Rosen and Larry Fitzgerald that you want to just hang on a little bit longer just to see. I mean, I mean, I would. I'm not just dropping for anybody. I just have a lot of faith in, in Kiki right now. Okay. In the Texans' offense. They can't run the football. They're going to throw a lot. He's going to be involved. I think he's electric after the catch. Uh, I actually wrote about this last week in my, uh, my Roto Experts High Five, five players that I'm higher on than the consensus. We're not calling it that anymore, remember? Okay, whatever you called it. Did Scott uh, not fix that yet? The, the best fantasy five. Right. Uh, no, I'll, BFF. Tell, I'll tell him this week. I thought you told him last week. No, I didn't tell him. Okay. I got a lot going on, Greg. I got to edit NBA videos. Um, well, not today. <laughs> no, I got to edit something else today. There's always something, Greg. Well, that's your job. Yeah. Eh, is it, though? I like to think this is my job. This is the fun part of the job. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about now? Oh, Kiki Kiki Kiki. Uh In one game last week, in week four, before he played this week, he had more yards after the catch in one game than any receiver had on the Houston Texans on the entire season. So that just tells you how much they use him on short passes and how electric he is after the catch. So Kiki Kute is kind of the exception to the rule when it comes to Larry Fitzgerald. And if there's anyone better than Kiki available, yes, I would drop him. I think in 10-team leagues, he's probably droppable. But any of these guys like Robbie Anderson that we talked about, the dude from the, uh, from the Seattle Seahawks that popped off this week with two touchdowns, like I wouldn't do David that. David Moore, right? Yeah, like I wouldn't do that. Like if there was a guy that had a cemented role in his offense, I would drop Larry Fitzgerald for that player. Okay, and, and, and that's completely fair. Would you trade away, right now, Larry Fitzgerald for Tyler Lockett? Sure. I mean, Tyler Lockett is actually producing right now. Uh, he's playing a ton of snaps. Uh, he, you know, he was tied, uh, tied for the team lead in, in targets last week. So, I mean, they're not going to throw the ball all that much, but he's the guy who's scoring touchdowns for them. And, um, you know, he's their, he's their deep threat, and you know, he's just he, he's producing. So, uh, yeah, I'll take Tyler Lockett there. I think it's a fair question, but uh, it's just what do you expect out of Larry Fitzgerald right now? Yeah, maybe he, maybe what you said is that he develops a rapport with Josh Rosen over the course of the season. How long is that going to take? Yeah, he I need mean, to win now. So I own Fitz in one spot where everybody passed on him, and that was um, that's the flex league. That was in the flex league. Got yes. him in the fifth round of a standard league. But it was a good. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Has not scored a touchdown. Has not top seventy six yards yet. So you're gonna uh, you're gonna start him this week? Uh, probably. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have a choice, man. T.Y. Hilton's hurt. It's killing me. 
T.Y. Hilton not going to be back this week? I have no idea. See, that's another guy I haven't heard anything on. Are you buying or selling T.Y. Hilton right now? Uh, overall, I'd be buying okay. just because the Colts can't run the football. That is correct. We don't, uh, we don't go to Indianapolis for our running game. Hilton and Doyle remain week to week, according to Frank Reich, which is what uh, came out at the top of the hour here around noon. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have to see what happens with T.Y. Hilton. If you could get him for dirt cheap, I would, that's something I would try to do. Again, like, look, the Colts just can't run the football. The only team's way that they're going to be competitive in games is throwing the football. Andrew Luck has been throwing the football a ton. And when T.Y. Hilton is healthy, he's clearly going to be that number one guy. Uh, maybe it's not this week again, but this is another one of those where if you can kind of prey on an owner who is kind of scuffling right now and they just need to get anything they could for T.Y. Hilton, just try and trade like your wide receiver three to acquire him. Sure. Uh, that's something I would do. There are a lot of receivers on those waiver wire and flex that are like worth picking out. I haven't looked at the flex waivers yet. Something oh. I do kind of uh, later in the evening because they don't run until 9 p.m. I'm going to pick up this guy. All right, I just put a bid in. Who's that guy? Let me know. Should uh, I pick him up? Rodney Adams? Uh, that's probably not the guy you're picking up. Yeah, you're right. He caught me. Any other trades? Yeah, I have some other trades I wanted to bring up. That's okay. What do you me. got? Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Because I think Carlos Hyde's a really interesting name. Everybody knows I love Carlos Hyde. I, I talk about it pretty often. Now, the problem with Carlos Hyde is what we were waiting for, right? Like, Nick Chubb is coming. And a couple of weeks back, he had three carries, two of which went for touchdowns on a very, very long runs. Well, he got three carries again. And they went for, like, negative yards. So, fine. Nothing to worry about with Nick Chubb, right? Not so much. Frank, what were the snap percentages when it came to Carlos Hyde and the Browns this past week? Yeah, so I'm pulling that up right now, but I remember telling you that Duke Johnson was actually on the field most at the running back position, and, you know, there are plays where he can be on the field at the same time as Carlos Hyde if they choose to use Duke Johnson as a wide receiver. That's something that we saw in years past. Uh, but Duke Johnson played 51% of the snaps in Week 5. Carlos Hyde played just 35% of the snaps. That was by far a season low. And while Nick Chubb only had the two or three carries that you mentioned, he did play 14% of the snaps, which was a season high for Nick Chubb. But if you look at production and who was actually touching the ball, Carlos Hyde had 17 carries in this game. Um, that was 17 of 25 total running back carries. So we still got the vast majority there. So even if he wasn't playing the snaps, he still saw a lot of the carries. He saw, Carlos Hyde saw three targets in this game, which is more than usual, actually. Three of five targets. Duke Johnson, only one target. Nick Chubb, only one target. So I understand your fear uh, with the snap percentage coming down. But whenever he was on the field, he was being used. So I take that as a positive. I the question up, I'll throw back to I, you. I did pick up Duke Johnson, by the way, in the league. Is it the same league that you own Carlos Hyde? No. I own Duke Johnson as well. I really don't expect much. He's just kind of like a bi-week replacement. Just in case, yep. If they start to figure it out. Because we saw last year he was, what, a top 15 or top 20 running back in PPR? Worth grabbing, I think. So if he can you know, get back to that level, obviously you take a shot. But uh, I don't have much confidence in him until we actually see that happen. He's more of like a stash candidate. My question I throw back to you with Carlos Hyde is, if you're trying to sell him, what are you trying to sell him for? Because he's, a, he's the 12th best running back right now in half PPR. That's an RB1. The guys right ahead of him are David Johnson, Isaiah Crowell. I, I mean, that's kind of fluky. But Kareem Hunt, TJ Yeldon, as long as Leonard Fournette is out, TJ Yeldon's like a borderline RB1. James White, Ezekiel Elliott, James Conner, Saquon Barkley. Uh, and then right behind him is Christian McCaffrey, Marshawn Lynch. You're not going to get McCaffrey for Hyde. Uh, maybe if you wanted to try to flip Hyde for Lynch one for one, like I, I don't really see why anyone would do that. It's kind of a wash of a trade. My question to you is just like, what are you trying to get in return for Carlos Hyde right now? If you're, if you're actually shopping him. 
So I would be, it's a great question. Um, would you do the Carlos Hyde for Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette crew? Is that something that is worth doing? I would not. You would not. Just okay. because at some point, Carlos Hyde, you know, might legitimately be splitting touches. To this point right now, he is not. Mm-hmm. While he's losing snaps, yes, he's still dominating touches for this game. And he's actually a guy who's going to help me at least in the short term, he's going to continue to help me the next couple of weeks. I don't know that we can say the same thing about Dalvin Cook or Leonard Fournette. The latest, by the way, on T.Y. Hilton is this. I just received this in. Frank Reich said T.Y. Hilton and Jack Doyle both remain week to week. Just said that, Greg. Did not hear that. Sorry. I was, read- <laughs> I was, I was reading it. Yeah. I said that when we brought up T.Y. Hilton. Sorry about that. Uh, anyway, week to week, week to week, which is bad. Stop looking at players to pick up in the Flex League. Sorry. Pay attention to me, Greg. I... <laughs> I couldn't start T.Y. Hilton again. I was freaking out. You know what's funny is like that, that might be something that you hear at home and like you come to work to kind of like get away from that. But I could still be like that nagging force in your life. Not, right. that, not that Judy's like a nagging force. I'm just saying. She is, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I didn't say it. You did. Um, just like me on the show. Just like, pay attention to me, Greg. No, it's fine. You're right. You're right. Do um, you think you get Sony Michelle for Carlos Hyde right now? Great question. I don't think you could. I, I would do it. If I can turn Carlos Hyde into Sony Michelle, I would. I don't think he could. I think the Sony Michelle owner views Sony Michelle as a top twelve running back right now. That's a really good question. Who owns Sony Michelle in my league? I, I would do it. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Throw it out there. I don't right. think you could turn it. I don't think you could turn that around though. Ugh, see the person that has him isn't really a big trader. Mm, hate those people. My whole league isn't a big trader, Greg. Issue. Like it seems last, good though. Last week I told you how many times like every single day. I had the tab open looking at roster grids. Who can I trade with? And there was really only like three teams that made sense because obviously you have to find the, the team that has, that's missing what you have. So it's only like, it kind of, that number shrinks very quickly of like the number of teams that you can actually trade with. But really nobody in my team, uh, my, my league wanted to trade. I did pull off that Kareem Hunt and Kenny Stills for David Johnson and Julian Edelman trade. I feel... All right about it. I feel pretty good. I know Kareem Hunt just lost uh, one of his offensive linemen, one of his starting offensive linemen. So maybe that trade actually works out in my favor. Maybe the efficiency for Kareem Hunt even starts to lower a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, I feel all right about that trade. Greg, a few names I wanted to bring up to you who had big weeks in week five. I just proposed Calvin Ridley for Sonny Michelle. See how that goes. That's a bad trade offer. Um, okay. But Kenyon Drake and Demarius Thomas. They're on the list. Week five had yeah. big games. Yeah. And now Kenyon Drake is going up against the Bears, who are allowing the fewest fantasy points to running backs this season. Obviously, have that great defensive line. Uh, they have a great linebacker crew as well. So it, it seems like it's going to be tough sledding for the Dolphins' run game this week. It pretty much has been all season. And then Demarius Thomas scored that garbage time touchdown. But aside from that, it's like, what has he done the past couple of weeks? Nothing. Case Keenum is really killing the value of Demarius Thomas and Manuel Sanders right now. He you thought coming into the year that you know he has that it, yeah. he has that Stephon Diggs Adam Thielen you know wide receiver crew again. I think it's very obvious now at this point that Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen are much more talented than the likes of Demarius and Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, that's probably more so just Demarius Thomas kind of on the downturn of his career. I think Emmanuel Sanders is still very talented. But would you try shopping Kenyon Drake or Demarius Thomas right now? And if so. What do you think you could get in return? I, I don't think you get much for Kenny yeah. Drake. Demarius Thomas, I think people might still buy into the name of him. I don't know, man. Like, I, I think it depends on the owner, right? So it's funny. The, the reason I proposed that Ridley trade that you said was, was not a good offer is because 
his starting wide receivers is AJ Green. If you could pull it off, all the power to you. I'd Obviously. love that. Right, of, of I course. just don't think he takes it. But here's the thing. So his starting wide receivers are AJ Green and Demarius Thomas, right? The other wide receivers on his team, Kenny Galladay's on a bye, Danny Amendola, and Larry Fitzgerald. He went all these old guys as wide receivers. He needs a wide receiver, in my opinion. He's got a lot of running backs, Deion Lewis, Zio Elliott. Chris Thompson, Sonny Michelle, he doesn't have Galladay. He's on a bye. Maybe he wants Calvin Ridley. I don't know. Um, the, po- <laughs> the point is, I don't know that Demarius Thomas's name value will do it. It didn't do it for me during draft season. Like, I wanted nothing to do with Demarius Thomas. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny and Drake, I did. Like, I bought into the hype of Kenny and Drake. It hasn't worked out. I think Kenny and Drake is sellable because, listen, he's a living, breathing running back. And although he's been outcarried by Frank Gore in back-to-back weeks, he still has potential the second half of the year, and I think people will buy into that. Now, what can you trade for him? Nobody wants to trade away running backs. It's really, really hard. Can you get a wide receiver for him? I'll trade him. If anyone in my league is listening, I'll trade Kenny and Drake away. For what? Like, what are you looking for, though? I- I'm a let big, let me, let me I'm a big proponent of offering like the two-for-one trades, even though everyone hates two-for-one trades. Nobody likes two-for-one trades. My, let me ask that. Hold on, hold the on. construction of my team right now, Greg, I have a lot of wide receivers who can help can at I, some point. I have Chris Got- Like My ideal trade is I give up Kenyon Drake and Chris Godwin you go, to a team that needs a wide receiver. I understand. You, your ideal trade is you give up garbage and you get a good running back. That's not true. Of course it is. No, it's not. Look at what you're offering. Kenny right, so, Drake and Chris Godwin. Yeah, all right. What do you think I get in return? Nothing. Nothing? You just said someone might buy it to Kenyon Drake. You're contradicting yourself. Well, here, I was about to offer it to you. All right. Forget the Chris Godwin part. I want, I want to just talk yeah. about Kenyon Drake. Would you do Kenyon Drake? For, if you're the Kenyon Drake owner, mm-hmm. would you do Kenyon Kenny Drake for Calvin Ridley? Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair trade. It's a fair trade. So you do that? Mm-hmm. I don't need wide receivers. So I'm, me, per- like, I'm just yes, asking. It's a fair trade. Would you do Kenyon Drake for Muhammad Sanu? No. Would I think Kenyon Drake has higher upside. Yeah. Would you do Kenyon Drake for Tyler Boyd? Yes. Would I think you, it's a fair trade. Would you do Kenyon Drake for Tyler Lockett? No. All right. So you're saying. To me, Kenyon Drake should be viewed as like a low end RB2, high, like high end flex running back, right? He's a high, he's, I don't think he's a high end flex running back. To me, he's a flex right now. Right this second, he's a flex. What you are feel, what you feel comfortable trading Kenyon Drake for, are all of these these mid range wide receiver twos essentially. That's what you're trying to trade your flex running back for, because there is that extra value on a running back. That's what you're well, I didn't about. throw those names out. You did, of course. Yeah, I was just are, using do you think as a those are fair trades. I, I I'm trying to make them fair. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where yeah, the I value still, is. I still like Tyler Boyd a lot. He's wide receiver twenty two. He's a low end wide receiver too. That's I what think I just said. That's what you're trying to get in return for a flexish running back. Would you because the you're getting a better wide receiver than he is running back because the value is there with the running back position. Would you trade Kenyon Drake away for any of the wide receivers we just talked about? Demarius Thomas or Larry Fitzgerald? Definitely not Fitzgerald. Um, Demarius Thomas is a little bit closer. I think Demary Thomas is like a high-end wide receiver three right now. That's how I value him. Would you trade Kenny and Drake away for Emmanuel Sanders? Yes. You would do that? That's easier for me. Okay. Because I, I think Emmanuel Sanders has higher value than Demarius. You just told me that Emmanuel Sanders has kind of been, kind of been bad. He has. I mean, he was better last week. The two weeks before that, he wasn't as good. But he's just more electric than Demarius Thomas, and he plays on the same team. So he, he's more likely to break one out and score a touchdown on a given week rather than Demarius Thomas. So because of that... Um, playmaking ability, he's kind of in the prime of his career while Demarius Thomas is descending. If I had to choose one of those wide receivers, I I think Emmanuel Sanders has more value. So yes, I I would no doubt take him. Demarius Thomas is more like on the fence. I'd probably just keep the running back because running backs have more value. We'll take a break. I want to answer your calls at 844-843-6879. If you have trade questions, we have trade answers. We'll also go through some of the other players that we have on our list to talk about. Get those phone lines open. We come back and talk to you coming up next. We'll be right back. 
you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today. Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the Fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Back with you here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is your Fantasy BFF program. And we're here to remind you that DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. That means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests, contests that start next week. Frank, we're getting all in the NBA, so that's going to be fun. Are you going to start playing NBA DFS again? I like that side of Greg Sussman. I might get in I like the guy who's like hunched over his computer like, why does the optimizer keep spitting out Rondé Holly Jefferson? Is that what I sound like? Something like that. You, I felt like every single night I heard you say Rondé Hollis Jefferson at least once. Because I did. I want to see that Greg again. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Let's see. I want to see what Daily Roto has to say about uh, tomorrow night's game from a betting perspective. The Giants and the Eagles. Mmm, 43 and a half. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say they uh, have the opposite in terms of the, the over-under that I thought. Uh, but they don't have a lot of confidence in that bet. Not a lot of confidence all around. Basically, it's probably like a stay-away game. We told you about the premium subscribers winning hundreds of dollars each night using the Daily Road a lot of optimizers. We told you about the subscribers winning thousands and tens of thousands of dollars. The ones who are taking that term is like Colin Drew winning hundreds of thousands of dollars and how DailyRoto.com has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners. If you're playing DFS and you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're doing it wrong. You're at a competitive disadvantage. Go to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium, enter the promo code FNTSY, and start winning today. 844-843-6879. The phone lines are lighting up, and we begin with Travis in Detroit. What's up, Travis? Hey, how's it going? What's going on, man? What's going on? Oh, not much. Uh, sitting pretty good this year so far. Uh, you guys have been helping me out a lot. Thank you. I listen to you guys every day at work. Uh, I'm 4-1 and currently right now in a 12-man standard league. I wish I could have uh, that same success. As do I. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Let me uh, let me give my lineup real quick, and you'll see why. Uh, I got Kirk Cousins, Juju, Baldwin, who hasn't been in my lineup, obviously. Uh, Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley, Trey Burton, Tony Michelle, and then I got uh, Cincy's kicker and defense. Actually, I just picked them up this year or this week. I've been running uh, Denver, and I also have uh, Ridley, Ingram, Aguilar, and then I just picked up uh, Dante Foreman. Hoping maybe he can do something. Uh, my main question is, uh, who do you play if, if for my uh, wide receiver too? I, I got Juju in as a lock. Baldwin, yes, he played last week, but one catch for one target. That scares me. But Ridley didn't have that good of a week either. So those are the two that I'm kind of tossing off. I like that this entire thing could have just been summarized by, do I start Doug Baldwin or Calvin Ridley? Uh, you do have a stacked team. I will say that. Um, I do think that your wide receiver two could be better, uh, but you and you're stacked at the running back position. Obviously, you have Mixon, you have Gurley, you have Michelle, 
uh, and you have Ingram. So, look, I, I, this is a, we're talking a lot about trades today. If you wanted to float out like an Ingram and Ridley trade where you get a better wide receiver, like a guy that you could trust week in and week out and get a running, like a lower end running back in return, I think that makes sense. But just for this week, uh, for your lineup, I haven't done my lineup ranks yet, but I will confidently say I would start Calvin Ridley over Doug Baldwin just because he has that matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 844-843-6879. Let's go out to Canada and talk to Adrian. What's up, Adrian? Hey, Greg. Hey, Frank. How's it going? Doing great, Adrian. What's up, man? That's awesome, man. Uh, I just had a question. I, uh, I'm 8-2 and two right now in my league. It's a 12-team standard. And uh, I pulled off a trade yesterday. Uh, my wide receivers right now, I have Cup and I have Diggs. But I pulled off a trade yesterday for I gave up Josh Gordon and a fourth-round pick for Tyreek Hill. Good or bad move? Great move. Well, what's your, what, what's your record? He's 8-2, he's and two, so he plays two matches two. per week. Right. Then I like it. You're 8-2. Right. You yeah. This is when you go for it. Yeah, you're going you for, go it for it this year. It's kind of a buy low on Tyreek Hill right now. He hasn't had one of those big monster games that he had early in the season. He hasn't had one of those the past couple of weeks. Uh, right. A fourth round. All right, that's whatever. I mean, look, this is obviously someone trying to rebuild and they're trying to buy low on Josh Gordon uh, in return. I, I have no problem with this trade. I, I will say, I think better days are coming for Josh Gordon, but there's still going to be some inconsistency just because there's a lot of mouths to feed for the Patriots. So I, I like it. I like that you're going for it this year. Yeah, I'm eager for that championship. You know how it goes. Absolutely. Flags fly forever. God. 844 I'll give you a choice now, Frank. We have a couple of callers. Oh, I want to hear about a James Conner trade, man, because... Well, that wasn't an option. So... Uh, the YouTube uh, chat is asking some here's James Conner questions, and... Here's what I have. Interesting. I have names in the cities that they're from. Okay. Do you feel comfortable today talking to anyone from Boston? Uh, sure. I mean, I'm not going to hold it against them. I would have said no, for the record. Andrew in Boston, you're up next. How are you, sir? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing Okay. Doing okay. All right, so I have three tight ends. I was able to pick up Ingram off waivers and Bray off waivers, and I'm trying to move ground, but I have no idea who to move him for. Uh, where do you need help at? You need help at the running back position or wide receiver more so? Yeah, I would. I need. I think I need another running back. Yeah, everyone needs running backs. Uh, I don't. I don't know how often you you could trade a tight end to get a running back. Obviously, what you're going to look for is. You're going to look for the team that is hurting at the tight end position most. So, again, this is what I spoke about earlier in the show. That's going to shrink down the number of teams that you can actually trade with because, obviously, you're not trading with, like, the Ertz, the Kelsey, or the Gronk owner. But you look for that team that has a really bad tight end and has a plethora of running backs, and that's what you try to target. Well, do I need a running back? I got Barkley, Yeldon, Chris Thompson, and Tevin Coleman. It's a good crew. Barkley, Yeldon, Chris Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, I mean, I think you're mostly fine. You have Tevin Coleman as well. Uh, the one problem is once, if Leonard Fournette ever returns, what do you do with that running back two spot? I think Chris Thompson's kind of more of like a flex running back. I don't know that he's a guy that you want to, uh, you want to trust week in and week out. So, look, I would just float it out there. Uh, float Jimmy Graham. I think you could pr- play the matchups with Evan Ingram and Cameron Brait week to week. Uh, float Jimmy Graham out there because honestly, I, I think that you can get like a flex you know, running Gronk back in return Gronk. for him. What's up? I have Gronk. I have Gronk, not Jimmy Graham. You have who? Gronk. Oh, Gronk. Oh, so Gronk. Gronk. Yeah. Look. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you could still sell him based on his name value. And honestly, I don't know how many big games he's going to have this year, Greg. There, like, there's a lot of mouths to feed in New England. We haven't seen big games out of Gronk to this point. Uh, I don't think that you're selling him low. You could still sell him based on his name. So sell Gronk. I think you can get a legitimate RB2 in return. Greg, if you could turn Gronkowski into Marshawn Lynch, is that a trade you would do? No. You think you get more for Gronk? I do. What about Carlos Hyde? I do Gronk for Carlos Your guy, Hyde. Greg. Guy. What do you do? No. 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 You know what I would love to do? Gronk for Sony Michelle. If you could pull that off. I think it's, I think it's pull-offable, man. Pull-offable. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's pull-offable. That's the word. 844-843-6879. Now we have to be Boston. Let's go to the Bronx. Let's talk to Phil. What's up, Phil? Guy from Boston trying to trade Gronk. No loyalty out there. No. Lo- <laughs> what do you expect? He's from Boston. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so I, I pulled up a trade, and then I want to talk about my lineup. I traded half per carry, half point per catch, Eckler for Clement and Goff. What do you think about that? Who's your quarterback? Oh, please, killing me. It doesn't even matter. Well, it does. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Uh, All right, so Alex I like, I like trade, trade for you. It's I like trade, trade a lot. Yeah. Eckler is like a flex running back. Clement is... Probably in that same discussion now. Again, the Eagles are talking about trading for McCoy. They haven't done it yet. But until they actually do that, Clement is probably in the flex discussion as well. And you get Jared Goff, who's a, you know, he's a fine QB1 right now. I like this trade a lot. Thanks. Yeah, so I'm 1-4. I've been streaming quarterbacks, so I've been, I've been getting buried. But now I got Goff, Barkley, Cook, chilling me, uh, Marshawn, Edelman, uh, Burton, Landry, Hilton. So I, I don't know if I could make a move. Should I make a move? Because you guys have been talking about, you know, Dalvin Cook and what, you know, because I'm a little desperate, one and four. Yeah, I see what you're saying here. You have Jared Goff, you have Barkley. Uh, Barkley and Lynch are probably your, your starting running backs week in and week out. You have Edelman. Uh, we don't know if Hilton's going to play this week. So you obviously need to win now. And, and this is the exact predicament we spoke about earlier, Greg. Where if you're a Hilton or a Dalvin Cook owner and you're one in four, do you just try and trade those guys away based on their name value to get someone that can help you win this week? Uh, T.Y. Hilton and both guys are dealing with hamstring injuries, so that's very it's very possible that they re-injure a, a you know a a part of the body like that. Uh, I would I would definitely float the names out of Dalvin Cook and T.Y. Hilton just to see what you can get in return because I think they still have that name value. What do you think, Greg? I completely agree with you. I think you're one in four. You're zero in five. You got to make something happen. You have to. What do you? What do you wait? You know, Tua Hill and Dalvin Cook. Who knows when they'll be back, man? Oh, ultimately, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let's go, to Patrick in Florida. What's up, Patrick? All right, lost Patrick. So we have Zach in Houston. Hey, um, what's up, guys? What's up, Zach? Uh, I got a question. Um, I got a trade offer for, he got Kamara, and he went to um, trade for my um, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm one and four, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... So you get Kamara there. for your Hopkins. Uh, I don't really need to know roster construction, just based on the fact that you're one and four, you need to win this week. Alvin Kamara's on a bye. I can't make this trade, Greg. I probably yeah, cannot either. No. Yeah, you, you need DeAndre Hopkins for this week. If you fall to one and five, that's really hard to come back from. It's not impossible, but you really, really need to win this week. So uh, if you can get that up to two and four, um, I, you know, obviously that's a lot better than one and five. Uh, so the only way that you're going to be able to do that is having DeAndre Hopkins in your lineup. 
Trading for Alvin Kamara on a buy is not going to help you this week. Probably not, unfortunately. Uh, absolutely not Kamara, for the record. Yeah, my, absolutely. My, uh, my running back is um, Adrian Peterson, Alex Collin, and um, Derek Henry, and Carry on Johnson. So I don't have a stud <laughs> anyway on Oh, my God. <laughs> my guy. I mean, are you stacked at the wide receiver position? Who are your wide receivers? I, I got Julio, Crowder, D. Thomas. Y'all were talking about him. Um, and uh, Randall Cobb. And, and obviously Jones Hopkins as well. Right. Oh, man. Look, I agree. I you need a running back. Here. You definitely need a running back because Adrian I Peterson do. dealing with the dislocated shoulder. They say he's going to play through it. How effective is he going to be? Alex Collins. The Baltimore Ravens, those idiots, won't give him more carries, so that's annoying. on Johnson is on a bye this week. I would float Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins out there but yep. for a running back that can help you this week. Great. I think you could turn either one of those guys into an RB1, something like a Christian McCaffrey, Greg, I think those are fair. I think that would be a fair trade. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that as well. I know that Christian McCaffrey, the record. Yeah, but uh, again, it's all about the opposing team's roster construction. You target the team that has strong running back ones or running back twos, and they need wide receiver help. That's the guy that you try and target, or girl. And uh, yeah, you try and like if you can. I think that's a fair trade. If you were able to turn Julio or Hopkins like a CMC, that's that's something that I'm targeting. 844-843-6879. At this time, we're going to sign off YouTube for now. I'll be back tomorrow, of course. Fantasy Football Frenzy with Chris Venture, Jim Day, and the fantasy executive Corey Parson comes your way next. If you're listening on the podcast, please subscribe. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. We really appreciate it. Uh, we need your help so we can continue to do what we do, uh, we hope. Final five of the program here, Frankie. And I have to ask, you said you've got a lot of questions in our YouTube chat in regards to James Conner. What do you do with James Conner? Yeah, so Aaron Mullinate, number eight. Uh, Alan Mullinator asked us, would you trade Conner and Miller, I, I'm assuming that's Lamar. Lamar Miller sucks. For Allen Robinson. And it's like, I think our advice is, so, is to try and trade Conner to get anything that you can. But I'd imagine you can get something better than Allen Robinson, can't you? Or does everyone just know that, like, I think you, it's a ticking time bomb with Connor, and uh, his value is going to become, you know, next to zero once Le'Veon Bell returns? Well, it, it, if Le'Veon Bell returns. So it's obviously a. It's a. What can you do right now type of move, right? Like, James Connor is really going to help you over the next four weeks, like, in a major way. When, can Le, when does when, Le'Veon Bell plans to return? After the week, it was a week 10 bye, right? Is that what no, it was? I think, it, I think it's a week 8 bye. Week 8 bye, so we'll be back in week 9. So over the next two weeks, then, is that what you have left of James Conner? Yeah, I'm looking up their bye right now. Uh, but I think it's a much... They have a bye week 7. Oh, so we'll be back So it's this week, and, and then it. Lev Bell's back in week 8. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. Yeah, you probably make the trade. But Allen Robinson? What are you going to do? He's done. You think you get anything more than that? You're done. How do you view Allen Robinson right now? Kind of like Allen Robinson. Probably like a low-end wide receiver too, right? Yeah, I'd say that's fair, sure. His bye week is behind him already too, so that's... I kind of like it. Helps. Gosh, man. I think you, you try and trade Connor. I don't know, man. I feel like you get more than that, though. Maybe you can't. I don't know that you can. I would, here's what I would do. I would float Connor out to every owner in your league. If you can't get a better offer than Allen Robinson, then you take Allen Robinson. But I would float Connor out there to, like, everybody. And just see what happens. Sure. Here are some James Conner trades that are happening on Yahoo right now. James Conner and Le'Veon Bell for Alvin Kamara. James Conner for Leonard Fournette. So this is interesting. That's really that's interesting. That's interesting because that's 
say that's a trade that's happening where like you're four and one, and James Conner has given you everything that he can give you. What is your and you're looking for the future? So that's a move, second half of the season. So that's a move I do for sure. For the record, I'm in on this that trade. This is fun. If you could pull something like this off, James Conner and Calvin Ridley to get Antonio Brown. No, it happened. I understand right here. I understand that, but the fact is, when it comes to Le'Veon Bell, James Conner for Jarvis Landry. When it comes to Le'Veon Bell, he's gonna be back very very soon. And I, if you're Leonard Fournette owner, you're acquiring James Conner for a week. It doesn't work. Somebody got Christian McCaffrey for James Conner. Right. James Conner for Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman's probably in a similar range as Allen Robinson. We have just a week or two left. That's all you can get out of him? I'm doing the Allen Robinson thing, man. I'm in. You just trade James Conner for whatever you can get. Would you trade him for Julian Edelman? Yeah. In a half PPR league. doing whatever I can get now. Even though Ben Roethlisberger says, hey, we don't want to just sell James Conner out. wait until they trade Le'Veon Bell during the bye week, and then James Conner's in RB1, and everyone traded him away for Allen Robinson. Better than that, huh? No. All right. All right. Um, any, other, any other questions that were in there that you wanted to get to? No, I think we got to the main guys. Uh, I was going to mention today as, uh, as bi candidates, I don't know how realistic it is, but John Brown is coming off a bad week, and, you know, maybe you could get him at a cheaper price than he was. I still view him as, like, a low-end wide receiver, too. He had 14 targets. So uh, if the owner who owns John Brown does not view him that way, like, if you could turn Demarius Thomas into John Brown, I would do that, obviously. I don't know that it could happen, but it's something I would look into. I think it's doable. Turning Demarius Thompson yeah. to John Brown. I, w- I would yeah. do that trade to I get John Brown. Yeah. I, I, I was also going to throw out Corey Davis and Jarvis Landry as by low candidates right now. just because they're getting volume. Corey Davis and Jarvis Landry are leading their team in targets. Um, they're both leading their respective teams in air yards as well. So I think better days are coming for both of those guys. Uh, Corey Davis and Jarvis Landry, they're by lows for me. That's going to do it for us here on the Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Corey Parson, Jim Day, and Chris Venture come your way next. For Frank Stample, my name is Greg Sussman. Thank you so much for watching Fantasy BFFs. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We hope.